0: Now, so again, uh, page 63, then going to be talking about curse through association or participation. Scripture that indicates that certain people <clears throat> just through kinship are under a curse or cannot receive God's blessing. Their ancestors committed certain types of sins. These sins can have long-lasting effects even for generations. Uh, one is is people born out of wedlock. The effects can last up to 10 generations. This is according to Scripture. No one born of, it'll say in this particular uh, uh, version, no one born of a, of a forbidden marriage, when it's in television, nor any of his descendants may enter the assembly of the Lord, even down to the 10th generation. Now, I don't think this necessarily means uh, they can't be saved, shall we say, or they can't fully participate in all that Israel at that point had in, being young, in their relationship with God. So. And I think part of this, we talk about not just a spiritual, um, sort of force that continues on. and takes 10 generations to feed around, but we're also talking about, you might say, the natural sociological kind of, of factors that it takes 10 generations for that, uh, that basic social factor to disappear out of a family line. Then trouble is, is when it starts off this way, it'll tend to be, uh, Reinforce the next generation, reinforce the next generation, and it just keeps going down anyway, period, unless God intervenes. That's one of the problems here. So, implication now. This is important. An illegitimate child needs special prayer and giving the child release from the effects of the parent's sin. Notice we're dealing with a child that is a victim. The child's a victim, but the child's paying a penalty to the parents. Uh, Here's a case history that we did. I'm going to just read it. But this was from a family in Israel. Which father was um, was Palestinian. Uh, this was in Israel. The father was Palestinian. Uh, mother was Scottish. And they were missionaries. Uh, ben and Naomi were married and had three children. Ben did not want another child, but Naomi did. After weeks of pressure, he finally gave in, and they adopted Sarah, the recently born illegitimate daughter of a young Israeli woman. The woman would not tell who the father was, and she did not want the baby. Uh, What we think though, by the way, is that the father was married, and also the father was a criminal. Sarah was carefully looked after, that is the child, was carefully looked after and under constant loving care. But the child at six showed an awareness of sexuality that was beyond her age, and she had gestures and body language that disturbed the family. In general, the child's behavior was a major source of tension in the family. In other words, she was, especially to her older brother, because he was the, uh, the natural child, but she was acting out in enticing ways, showing seductive ways towards towards mm-hmm. the brother and towards other members mm-hmm. of the family. So Connie and I, after talking with Ben and Naomi, solved several issues. Before we could begin, I asked Ben in this agreement, I asked Ben to forgive Naomi for pressuring him to adopt Sarah, and asked him to declare before God if he was willing to be Sarah's father and to have her as a daughter. See, it's one thing to to adopt a child; it's another thing to take on the role of a father. And at that point, point, up to that point, he had not taken on the role of father. And I put it to him quite bluntly. I said, "If you're not willing to be a, a father to this child, then then let the child go." Either she's in your family or she's out of your family. One is the other. And we faced him with that. But the trouble was that the wife had pressured him, so he did it unwillingly and accepted this child. And then it was basically more she's a uh, an object of, of contention in a sense, tension of the family, because one wants her and the other one doesn't. So I was very blunt yeah. m- with him. And he had to, to recognize that it was wrong for him to do that. And again, when they hadn't dealt with it. There was a need to break the ties between the natural father and the mother, whoever uh, they were, and a need to bind Sarah to, to ben and Naomi against her new parents. So we asked God to break the power and the ongoing consequences of Sarah being Ill- illegitimate. Since we all suspected that Sarah's natural fathers were a criminal, we also wanted to ask God to release Sarah from any of her natural parents' gener- generational sins including any occult ties. He also has been as head of the family, asked God to bind Sarah to her brothers and sisters, and they were then they to her. In other words, it wasn't just, they would take the illegitimate child here, he's now adopted in the family, and uh, create this bond between her and the mother and the father, but also between her and her brothers and her sister. Notice I'm recognizing that Sarah was under a curse, even though she was an innocent victim of union, Christ's death on the cross is sufficient to nullify the curse. But what He did must be applied specifically in Sarah's case. Again, another when she becomes a Christian, their particular uh, stain is a good way to talk about it. doesn't just drop away. And everybody sort of assumes you come to Christ and the path disappears, and all these curses and everything else that comes with them, the spiritual forces that have been up. In their life up to then, just sort of drop away. It doesn't happen. We have not seen it happen over and over again. God has to intervene in a very special way with these people. Again, I confronted Father, and he had to confess his sin and being unwilling to accept his child as his daughter. And then he felt within his heart and witness from the Holy Spirit it was right that he'd be the father. And before God, he declared that he was willing to, to have this. Child is his daughter, and for her to be bound to him as a, a full blown god without reservation. By the way, today she is enough in Britain in U.K., and either she's in college or just finished college. But at this point, she was a good old girl in Israel, and God has uh, totally taken no the, the the mannerisms and that wrong uh, odd behavior. Let's put it that way. Uh, totally disappeared after we dealt with this. But we you notice know, so we put the took the cooperation of the parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, You notice at this point, we didn't talk anything here about therapy in our presence. It was just something that was done with the parents. The child was somewhere else. Why could we do that? Because the parents have the authority to make decisions for a child at a certain age. Mm -hmm. And the problem here sometimes, again, is a parent will make an unwise decision in their authority they have. Dedicate them to God's service in order to save them from dying, for instance, uh, things like this. And uh, this didn't happen, of course, with this family. Again, we had this thing where we did not know uh, Sarah's parents. We only suspected that that there was a real problem here because, uh, again, very likely, it wasn't a Jew with a Jew. It was a Jew with an Arab marriage, and that's, that's uh, has a certain amount of tension in Israel as well as he very likely may be a terrorist or some other kind of thing. So not knowing, you sort of pray in, uh, I'm not sure, you you pray in darkness here, and you basically just say, Heavenly Father, we don't know what these parents are like. All we know is if there's anything that is of a, of a bad nature in them, or of a cult tie that's in them. then at this point, we want that tie to be broken and also that the tie between a mother and a father, natural mother and father, be broken, because they've rejected the child. So, until you do that, they can't fully be bound to the present parents. Very important here, they can't. We know time and time again, where a person has not been able to receive a legitimate mother in their life, who's actually operating as a mother, because they've been a natural mother, still is the tie. And yet the natural mother is away somewhere and we're totally, t- totally rejected the child. It doesn't matter if it's a spiritual tie there. So this is stuff, the, uh, the spiritual level that has to be dealt with. And the state of Minnesota does not have the power to break spiritual ties. That's something that's a God name. Again, so we have people born out of wedlock.